79% of U.S. buyers would only consider a car that works with CarPlay. Wait, what? First things first. Can we talk about CarPlay for a second? No one saw that coming. They are the overwhelming percentage of new car buyers in the U.S. Which, let's just break that down. It means 79% of new car buyers in America are also using iPhones. And those buyers, these buyers, like their iPhones and CarPlay so very, very much that they won't even think about buying a multi, maybe multi, multi tens of thousands of dollars car unless it works with the around $1,000 phone that they already have in their pockets. And that's, that's an incredible amount of consumer buying power attached to the iPhone and an incredibly high attachment rate to CarPlay. And that's just CarPlay Mark One, mind you. The iPod out functionality. iOS in the car. That eventually became CarPlay the relatively constrained infotainment experience version, and Apple has just now previewed CarPlay Mark II, the next generation of CarPlay, whole damn expansive interior experience from basically dash to dial. But how will that even all work? Will car makers even go for it? When will we get it? And why can't we just run CarPlay on our iPhones and iPads for the ones that don't and won't? And is this our first super secret stealth glimpse at Apple's even more ambitious, more titanic full-on car project? Well, the original version of CarPlay, codenamed Stark after Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man. It was designed to let your iPhone apps take over your car's infotainment center, kinda like how AirPlay was designed to let your iPhone video player take over your TV screen. And those infotainment systems typically run QNX or embedded Linux or Android like smart TVs. And like smart TVs, they're typically just not very smart. And the user experience (laughs) kinda sucks. But worse, it can even vary from car to car, never mind manufacturer to manufacturer. And it has no persistent or universal concept of a user. So even if you have your car's system just set to perfect, there's no way to take that with you when you jump into a family member or a friend's car or you rent a car for when you're traveling, not unless you redo it from scratch for each car, maybe even each time, forever, always. But CarPlay lets you do just exactly that. Carry your environment, your preferences, your apps, your music, your podcasts, your audiobooks, your everything with you everywhere you literally go on your iPhone and just plug it in or connect it over secure point-to-point Wi-Fi and the CarPlay hooks in the infotainment system light up. Your stuff through Apple stuff takes over the car stuff and you're just good to go. And soon, well, at least car maker soon, which is typically a couple, couple or few years, that'll be true for more than just the infotainment system. It'll be true for the interface layer of the entire system, speed, charger, gas state, system status, and more, a whole lot more. Now, you know, cars are full of displays and more complicated systems. And we needed a new generation of CarPlay that really could give you that better experience across all those displays and across all those systems. And it kind of makes you wonder, right? Would car companies actually do this? Would they see this level of control? Would they let Apple take over so damn much of the in-car experience? And... In a word, yes. In a longer word, hell yes. I mean, Apple did pretty much the exact same thing with the iPhone, at least kind of. And I know it's easy to forget, but back then, carriers controlled everything. 
even dictating what hardware and software features would be put onto phones. Yuck. But Singular, now the new AT&T again, was desperate and hungry enough to cede that control to Apple. Verizon said no, and the iPhone, it ate their lunch. Verizon ordered BlackBerry to make a storm, and Apple kept eating dinner, dessert, breakfast the next day, lunch again, and Verizon learned that people were willing to switch carriers to get the iPhone, and that learned them into making a deal with Apple for the iPhone. And so Apple went from one carrier in the U.S. to all the carriers in the world. Similarly, if not the same for CarPlay, Apple went from like two partners and nothing on the streets at the announcement to over 98% of cars in the U.S. And makes and models aplenty today. And it's not because car makers are stupid. It's the exact opposite. Their best customers are iPhone customers. Their, their CarPlay customers spend the vast majority of their time in CarPlay. It's what they want to use. And they know that their Apple customers want more of that experience. With the few critical exceptions that I'm still getting to, I promise, they know they suck at software and at digital experiences. So they're going to work with Apple to make better, but still very much branded, still very much differentiated experiences through CarPlay. With this next generation of CarPlay, because again, they get to express their brand. That brand doesn't get expressed in today's CarPlay, right? They can actually express their brand. But also focus on what they're actually good at. The physical experiences, the doors, the windows, the seats, the consoles, all the atoms and how they feel, not the pixels and how they look. And yes, sure, of course, none of them can or will confirm, deny, comment, or commit to this new vision and version of CarPlay, at least not yet. Not when it's still years away and they still have current versions of the cars that they want to sell right now, today. That's just Marketing 101. And Media 101 knows this. Just Media 201 says, act dumb and sensationalize the hell out of it regardless. But whatever. The actual exceptions are the newer, hungrier, but also more software-savvy, pure EV car makers like Tesla and Rivian, the ones that really want to deliver their own highly differentiated software and interface experiences that believe they can innovate and compete at the pixel and the bit level that have or had everyone from engineers to PR people plucked straight out of Apple and have customers even more rabid than Apple. But I do see maybe some of the newer, smaller startups still going CarPlay if they find themselves stretched too thin too fast, which will take that 98% to maybe 98 99%. And who knows, if the right person tweets Elon the right meme at the right moment, maybe he'll decide to add it in sometime between buying Twitter and colonizing Mars, you know? Enable it if you beat Galaga or something for the lulls. Just tweet him, Jimmy. Do it already. Or, and I'm just spitballing here, Apple could let us run CarPlay natively on our iPhones and iPads, and we could mount an interface mutiny all on our own, on any car we want, everything, everywhere, all at once. And it wouldn't be the full-on, full-dash experience, of course, just the OG infotainment experience, but it'd be better than nothing and something Android's been doing for years and years already. As to whether or not any of this is Titan tech from the Apple Car Project, probably not. It does have that Kevin Lynch data visualization aesthetic feel to it, just so Tufty-esque. But that moved from the watch through iOS years ago already, and it's teams inside iOS that have traditionally worked on CarPlay, not anyone from the special projects group, 
who are just beyond busy working on the monstrous challenge of shipping a whole damn car. And for more on that, check out my exclusive Crash of the Titans video where I dive deep into why the very first, the original version of Project Titan failed just so spectacularly in a way that would probably get me Ed 209 on this channel, but fits in perfectly and you can watch on Nebula, just like my exclusive four-part studio tour series and my original documentary on how the iPhone has affected the lives of some of your favorite creators, as well as extended versions of my interviews with Apple execs and so much more. It's where I have the absolute luxury of making videos that may not fit this channel, but that I just know the nerdiest, most dedicated, most hardcore of you will totally love. All ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on sale for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy bistro burger for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Merging Man and Machine, where Athena links herself to a robot hand endowed with a delicate sense of touch and gets a sneak peek at unreleased consumer products that promise to optimize our brainwaves and maybe more. It's the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and just the best damn deal in streaming today. For 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year and Nebula bundled in for free, just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. Clicking on that button really, really helps out this channel. And so does hitting up this video to see how Apple and others are about to absolutely destroy passwords and just set us all free with pass keys. So hit it up and I'll see you in the next video.